Welcome to Sports Cars, a podcast where Chicago sports broadcasting pioneer and a national legal expert get into the legal goings of sports. And now your hosts, Chet Kovic and Lester Munson. The leader of the free world has uh, said to the National Football League in his many words, you are bigger than I am. What are we talking about? Welcome once again to Sports Court, brought to you by our great friends at American Taxi, Chicago's premier suburban taxi service. If you're in Glen Ellen, Arlington Heights, Kenilworth, Highland Park, Tinley, whatever the case may be, you can always rely on the great comfort, courtesy, and fair pricing of American Taxi. I'm Chet Kopic, joined by ESPN legal expert Lester Munson. Lester, uh... This just doesn't play well. This really just doesn't play well. I understand the impact of the National Football League. I understand that it's opening night, and you have a, a national television broadcast. But when the leader of the free world, Barack Obama, is preparing to give what has to be simply the most important speech of his administration, and he moves up his speech, which will now be heard at 4 p.m. in the uh, Pacific time zone, where the hell are we going as a nation? That is a great question, Chet, and uh, Frank DeFord, the greatest of all sports writers, undertook to answer that question uh, in his NPR commentary this week, Uh, and he suggested that if the United States government and the president of the United States are going to defer to the National Football League for this speech, we might as well defer to them for the entire fall. Why not take the national election away from November, take the campaign away from September and October so as not to interfere with the NFL season, and have our national election in March or April when there's nothing else going on and we will not offend the National Football League or its fans. That was DeFord's extrapolation from what Obama did. It really is a sad commentary that uh, the White House and the president would somehow reach this conclusion. My friend, uh the Chicago Bears, Jerry Angelo, the McCaskies, saying no to Lance Briggs, despite the uh, intervention of uh, Drew Rosenhaus demanding a, a trade for his uh, client, saying no to Matt Forte regarding uh, brand-new contracts at this time, presumably through Pro Football 2011. Uh, frankly, I'm surprised. Uh, number one, I've heard Forte has turned down pretty good money, but number two, I thought once Rosenhaus got involved with Briggs that there had to be something there. I did, too. I, I'm, I'm equally surprised. I thought when Briggs made his demand that the Bears would have to dance around a little bit, but ultimately they would agree to an extension. They would figure out a way to redo the contract so that both sides save face and Briggs would get the money that would be fair compensation for a player uh, of his uh, skill. I I can understand why players do this. The team can release the player any time it wants. They have all the leverage. The player, when he knows he's underpaid, must make this demand. Other teams would have handled this differently, but Angelo has shown me some fortitude here that I did not think he had. Do you think it's Angelo, or do you think it goes above Jerry Angelo? It may go above Jerry Angelo. Uh, Is there a member of the McCaskey family? Uh, George, who's now running the team, is he uh, the kind of a guy who is going to say no to the second-best player uh, on the defense? I don't know. Um, Angelo, is he in the final year now of his deal? No, No, I believe Angelo has has two more years left. So he's got the leverage that he needs to pull this off. Maybe he looks good somehow. I, I really don't see why 
the bears, when they're $19 million under the cap and they have mm-hmm. money to burn, why they don't just pay the guy? But that's me. My friend, uh, Roger Clemens, what's going on with uh, his battle on Capitol Hill? Uh, these things tend to be prolonged. Uh, no doubt this has become very much prolonged. Ultimately, when do we get to uh, uh, dance in the streets because Roger Clemens has been hit with a left hook? Uh, it's not going to be until next spring, maybe April or May. The judge did give the government a second chance to try to convict Clemens. As we know, the government has an overwhelming case against him. They made a major blunder that caused the mistrial back on July 14, but now Judge Walton, in his infinite wisdom, has decided they should have a second chance. I believe he was right about that. I've written that uh, on the ESPN website a couple of times. And But the trial will not be until April, and there's even a chance it could be postponed then. So this thing is going to linger on for a very long time. The case against Clemens remains strong. He has a terrific lawyer. It will be a fascinating trial, but we really don't know when it's going to start. All right. uh, Tell me why you believe the prosecution is on firm ground with their uh, conviction that Barry Bonds will eventually serve jail time. The uh, the prosecutors have displayed remarkable confidence lately. These are two guys who had stumbled and bumbled their way through the trial. They managed to get him convicted on obstruction of justice, which is a very serious crime. The guideline for sentencing is 15 to 20 months uh, of prison time. And when the defense came in with a lot of very interesting arguments saying, this conviction is wrong for this reason and that reason. The prosecutors came back firing, and the judge came down totally with them. She wrote an opinion that is going to help them enormously on the appeal. And if you read the opinion carefully, she, the judge, is not happy with Bonds. She's not happy with Greg Anderson, the trainer who didn't testify. And I think now she's poised and ready to send a message both to Bonds and to Anderson if the prosecutors decide to pursue him. If you're one of those uh, individuals uh, around Major League Baseball, like uh, Billy Bean in Oakland, for example, if you're somebody right now who's on the uh, Tom Ricketts radar screen to become the next general manager of the uh, Chicago Cubs, are you are you irritated that Ricketts signs O'Neary Flita, their uh, player development guy, to that brand-new four-year contract? Have you already, in effect, uh, usurped the authority of your new general manager? I think you really have, and it's probably in a a major way. Not only Fleeta, but then all these other guys that work for him come back with him. And if you're a guy like Billy Bean or Andrew Friedman, you must have some of your own people you would like to bring with Mm -hmm. you to try to resurrect the Chicago Cubs. And you really wonder why Ricketts would do this. Obviously, he's made a connection with Flita. They traveled around Dominican Republic, all over the Caribbean. They did the Mesa deal together. So he's done a lot of stuff with Flita, and he likes him. The last time this happened in Chicago was when Papa Bear George Hallis hired the defensive coordinator, Buddy Ryan, before (laughs) he hired the head coach, Mike Ditka. That worked out okay. (laughs) There was a Super Bowl championship. So maybe, maybe Ricketts is smarter than he appears to be. All right, that being said, uh, the National Football League, the $9 billion industry. Did you, honest to gosh, think back in February, March, April, into May that the NFL would be playing football as scheduled? 
I never thought that. I always thought that the the fans and and the United States would lose four, maybe six games of the season. I easily envisioned a 12-game season instead of the 16-game season. But at a certain point, uh, once the lawyers were taken out of the mix, once Demora Smith and Goodell and Jeffrey Pash could get together and start talking about how they could work the money, how they could work the increase in revenue, which the NFL always has, then they finally found a way to do this. I don't think either side expected to be playing football right now, but because of some very good negotiating by both sides, we are now going to enjoy a full season. All right, Lester, let's get down to business. Uh, What really excites you about the 2012 Chicago Cubs, besides the return of Alfonso Soriano? Well, for Tony his, Campana. For his 24th year. Tony Campana, all five feet four of him, the, the fastest guy in Major League Baseball. Um, I'm a Cub fan. What can I do? I'll be, I'll be at spring training. I'll be going to games next year. There's nothing I can – it's a, it's a diagnosis. I need treatment. You're simply a recovering lawyer. That's it. <laughs> he is Lester Munson, the legal expert from ESPN. I'm Chet Kabig. This has been Sports Court, brought to you by our great friends at uh, American Taxi. Remember – American Taxi, Chicago's premier suburban taxi service. When you want comfort, when you want that fair price, courtesy at its best, always rely on American Taxi. We'll catch you next time around. So long, everybody.